With LinkedIn Jobs, we tap into a network of more than a billion professionals to help you find quality professionals quickly and easily for any role you need. Marketing wizards? Found them. Software engineers? Found. That project manager I could never seem to hire? And found. LinkedIn Jobs quickly matches your roles with candidates with the right skills and experience. In fact, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Post your first job for free and get started at linkedin.com slash spoken. That's linkedin.com slash spoken. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the WTF1 podcast. My waving little puppets are there once again as we dive into sprint qualifying. We've got some news before a Grand Prix weekend. Of course, Portimao is coming up this weekend, but we've got sprint qualifying to talk about, which has been rumoured and spoken about. And we thought it was going to be announced probably two, three, four weeks ago, but it wasn't. Uh, but we're here now. Finally, they've come out and said uh, that they want to do sprint qualifying for three races this season. Of course, we have Tom Bellingham, the WTF1 founder, newly moved into his new mansion, actually, uh, only a few <laughs> weeks ago, as you can see in the background. And uh, and Katie Fairman with the amazing McLaren pillows in the background. So, you know, we've uh, we've got the, the usual guests. And I think this one's going to be spicy because uh, I, I've got the feeling that Tommy is going to be disagreeing with me. And I'm not sure where Katie is maybe balancing on the fence. Who knows? But uh, let's dive into what sprint qualifying is first uh let's let's go through the format so and, and this is probably the reason why me and tommy are going to disagree because tommy loves getting rid of free practice and uh, this is what basically the format does so on the friday you have a 60 minute first practice in the morning with two sets of tires for teams to choose freely and then you have the normal qualifying format just like we know and love in the afternoon but with only five soft tire sets available so there's no mediums there's no hards it's just full-blown pedal to the metal soft tire running which is pretty nice no, isn't no it? faffing about with this silly mm. q2 tire rule and people trying to get through on mediums and just soft tires quality. nice and simple and you love soft tires uh because yeah as you say you you hate that q2 rule uh, and that's out the window for for this one uh, so saturday 60 minute sec- second free practice in the morning with one set of tires for teams to choose freely and then we have a 100-kilometre sprint qualifying in the afternoon with two sets of tyres for teams to choose freely. Can you gather there's a lot of choosing freely of tyres in, uh, in this format? So 100 kilometres is a third, because it's a 300-kilometre normal race, isn't it? So it's 100 kilometres worth of racing, so 15, 20 laps. Bit of a sprint race. That's why it's called sprint qualifying. Why is it called sprint qualifying when it's a sprint race? I don't feel like that does itself yeah. justice. I, I suppose it's because it's... It's very true. Because it is makes a grid isn't it? for the next race, but yeah, yeah, no, sprint race yeah, qualifying. Uh, yeah, you call it sprint race qualifying because I feel like if you looked at that on a piece of paper, you wouldn't go, "That's a race." You just go, "You're qualifying extra quick." It's a yeah. very, it's a very good point actually, Tommy, because obviously us nerds are going to be there, like, "Oh yeah, we know exactly what sprint qualifying is." But most people tuning in, about like, sprint qualifying. What is so just a no, shorter qualifying? What? Yeah, exactly. And then they'll then they'll tune in and they'll see a race and they'll be like, wait, what? So yeah, interesting. I wonder if they'll change that moving forward, but I guess it makes sense if you actually put your brain to to the test. Uh, and then on Sunday, no, no change. Full distance Grand Prix with two remaining sets of tires. So in that sprint qualifying, we of course, well, I say of course, like it's been a thing before, but three points for first, two points for second, and one point for third. Then obviously the rest is just determining the grid for the full distance grand prix on the sunday <sighs> i guess the only the only thing that is new for sunday is now you're allowed to just choose whatever tire you want to start the race on for sunday 
which I guess is yeah, that's quite exciting because again, you love the Q two rule. Can <laughs> we get to see that? Um, which which should, in theory, give us more um, you know strategy uh, to to keep an eye on because you could have Hamilton on the front row on hards and Verstappen on softs, and you know you have that. This is basically like F two, isn't it? Really, where sometimes you know you have the leaders or the guys start on pole on a completely different tire strategy, and then it's not till the end that we find out who's going to win. So, but then we don't. I don't necessarily. We don't need the whole of sprint qualifying just for that to happen, is it? It's not like that's the. Uh, that's I guess what I they... hope. I hope if it, even if it doesn't work and it's an absolute disaster, if they keep the racing bit. is better because of that, I'm glad there are there's at least like that knock-on effect that they're trying that as well. So we get to see how that pans out because I feel like that's another interesting element to it. Yes. And let's, let's dive straight into our first thoughts from us then. Yay or nay is on the sheet. So, uh, I mean, it's pretty simple and straightforward. Is it a yay or nay? Uh, for me, I, I've said this on social media where I, I, I don't sort of, you know, I don't hold anything against F1 for, trying something new i'm absolutely down for trying something new and i'm interested to see how it goes but as i had a deeper think about it i don't think i'll like it just purely because and again it hasn't happened yet so i'm literally just giving my opinion on what i think i'm going to feel which could easily change you know opinions change which apparently is not allowed on the internet you're not allowed (laughs) to change your opinion as soon as you say an opinion that's it set in concrete uh but yeah i think the main thing for me is that I don't want Sunday, the feeling of Sunday to be taken away because we've already had a race on Saturday. That's the thing that, you know, it could feel like F2 and an F2 doesn't matter. You know, you have a sprint race and a, and a feature race and that, oh, sorry, feature race and sprint race. You know, it's, which, which way is it around? It's, it is that way around, isn't it? It's feature then sprint. Well, it's changed now because you have three, don't they? Yeah. Oh yeah. Three. <laughs> God, yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's not F2 anymore. Uh, but yeah, I, I feel like it could go one way or another. I feel like it would go more along the lines of I'm just, you know, lights out and away we go, Crofty, Sunday afternoon. You know, that's the feeling, that's the vibe, that's the anticipation that you've had throughout the entire weekend. You're ready for that one long race uh, in Formula One for, you know, an hour and a half, two hours, depending if there's crashes or whatever. So for me, I think I might be leaning to more more towards a nay, but it's not a strong nay. But I'm, I'm it's a yay that F1 are trying new things, <laughs> if that makes a sense. A strong nay. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, weirdly... I was leaning more to yay and we had our we had our podcast didn't we where we spoke about it before and it was a bit like I don't know about uh, about this it's the format sounded a bit weird and we will go into it later but you know, how the points are only to three people and we were basically talking about how it sounded a bit rubbish but then as soon as it was announced and I saw the the video that F1 put out explaining it I was actually like you know what? This sounds quite exciting, actually. And I don't get me wrong. I'm not. I, I think there's plenty wrong with it. And we all love a moan. <laughs> we all love a moan, don't we? As F1 fans, that's what we do. But I, yeah, I saw a lot of people complaining. But I, I was, I was like, oh, this was quite fun. Why not? Why not just try something new, mix it up? Like if the sport never changed, would be still as we were in the 1950s with pretty much unwatchable racing so um that's it i guess just we'll see how it goes but weirdly i didn't expect to feel this way when it got announced i expected the i need to complain about this um but i was like old man shouts at cloud yeah yeah, exactly i was like it sounds quite fun why not let's give it a go see what happens there's plenty of intrigue um 
as well with it so yeah why not F1 have done a good job at like sugarcoating it and making it sound like the best thing ever which I mean it could well be but um like you said there's plenty of positives and plenty of negatives to it I'm well Matt joked at the beginning that I'm on the fence I kind of am um I don't want to judge it until I've seen all three races you have to judge it right now gut feeling that feeling is nay but I'm also no no, you can't (laughs) Um, but I'm not going to fully judge it until we've seen every single sprint race qualifying, whatever the hell it's called, um, because I don't think it's fair to judge it after maybe like the first one that we see. Um, what will be interesting is seeing if these championship points actually end up being more of a impact on the championship deciding like rounds. You know, if it comes to the point where Max Verstappen beats Lewis Hamilton by one point because he got third in the sprint qualifying then people I think are probably going to be like well the whole thing was a fad and he's only got that like in a normal season he wouldn't have got that point and Lewis is the true champion or whatever so I think we've got all of that to come nice and optimistic from me Mm -hmm. Um, but I am happy that F1 is willing to change things up because I put out on Twitter like I'd rather F1 change than it just remain a stagnant sport and you know nothing will ever come good of just remaining the same I think I get your points of like part of an F1 weekend is that we have a Friday practice and that's sort of everybody getting excited for that and then apart from who hates Friday practice (laughs) but like it's building the suspense and then we have the quality on the Saturday and then we have those lights out on Sunday and it's like a nice evolution of like anticipation until we get to the race whereas with the Sunday uh, the Saturday sprint quality I really hate the name Spring Collie. <laughs> I don't like it at all, but um, that's going to try kind of change things up again. And I mean, there's points of like moving quality, actual Collie to a Friday, which people aren't happy about. So there's plenty to discuss, which is why we're doing a podcast. Yeah, discussion. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. And that's the thing, you know, I'm not, as much as, you know, it is exactly first thoughts. We can't judge it until we've seen it. And I, I'm glad that they're doing it for three weekends rather than just one because, you know, all kinds of variables can impact whether it will be good or bad. Um, but, yeah, you made a good point about qualifying being on a Friday, uh, which I'm sure they did not want to do. Uh, you know, a lot of people say, why don't you do it on Saturday morning and then have, you know, Saturday, whatever. I feel like there's clearly F1 teams maybe, you know, this is just speculation, but F1 teams maybe didn't just want one free practice because that's, I guess they they could have just swapped it around, right? Where they could have had second free practice after first practice on Friday and then have not qualifying, then sprint qualifying, which you would think would make more sense. Wouldn't Maybe you? they yeah. think... But I think that's, that's a question. Is that a question? I feel I I'm so, pretty yeah. sure that is. Maybe. A... Okay. All right. All right. Let's, let's, it didn't happen. Let's go straight to the comments. <laughs> um, Cut that out. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm jumping the gun. Uh, right. Glove <laughs> 8. Well, most people actually tweeted us with why. That was just the reply on Twitter. Just why? 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 Um, Yeah, because I guess a lot of people probably feel that why are you changing something that isn't particularly broken? You know, you've got you've got all these obviously you've got a few reg changes this year, which have you know spiced up the action anyway. With with Red Bull, you know, being towards the front and whatnot, and Mercedes obviously being pegged back. And then next year, you've got you know massive reg changes in the sense of the the aerodynamics being stripped back, and we're going to have a completely different. Uh, sort of generation of racing hopefully so i guess yeah maybe people are like why are you changing this as well there's a lot of changes 
happening. Uh, Glove881 says, I'm aware that the sport has probably the least interest in its fans than any other major sport. Wow. So I'm sure they won't care. But have any F1 fans ever said that we need this? Um, not probably this in a, in a you know, in this uh, form. I don't think many people, at least, you know, we've got our ears to the ground, haven't we? You know, we're, we're social savvy. Um, but I, I, yeah, I don't, I don't see any petitions of um, wanting potentially a sprint qualifying thing, or whatever. Of course, there has been discussion about it for many, many months, and finally they've come out and said three races. But I, I don't. We just want better racing. Maybe was more racing. I, don't, I, I personally am happy with the amount of racing. I, I, I don't know. I just feel like there isn't a need for more racing of course when we have red flags and stuff it's quite exciting oh my god we're only halfway through the race at Imola or whatever and we've still got another half to go and we've been sat here for two and a half hours but i don't know i just there, there wasn't any from me and obviously my opinion is the most important that's no, not i'm joking <laughs> uh, I, I don't feel like there was much yeah. inter- at least much call for that no i mean glove 881 has basically answered his own question in the start of it it's not <laughs> they, it's don't not, <laughs> yeah, they don't care yeah they don't care that's the thing, though. It's not. It's not about F1 fans. It's about making the sport appeal to a wider audience and more American. I don't think it's even that. I think at the end of the day, it's just we are Formula One fans and love the sport and will watch everything. It's you know they mess with stuff all the time and they change it. And despite us all going, oh, uh, you've changed it to a hybrid engine. I don't. I'm not going to watch anymore. Everyone that loves Formula One is still <laughs> going to watch it. They're still going to watch it, even though, you know, we're going to street circuits instead of traditional racetracks. Like, at the end of the day, we're all going to watch Formula One. So it's easy to forget that we will watch that. So you kind of have to put yourself in the perspective of, I wouldn't even say a, a casual fan. Like, I was I was thinking about this. So I, I like Formula E, IndyCar, MotoGP. I wouldn't call myself a mega fan, but I like watching it. I'll watch it every race um I tr- at least try to but i wouldn't say i'm a hardcore fan now i would not even think about watching a moto gp practice session i wouldn't even think about watching a moto gp qualifying session but the race i'll watch it so you've got to think that like and say like formula e and indycar when there's a double header i will watch the race on saturday and the race on sunday but i wouldn't be watching qualifying so if you think from a casual perspective, there will be so many fans, even though we consume mm. everything in Formula One. Though I've got a lot of friends that will just watch the race and they'll they'll talk to me about the race, but they don't have a clue what's going on in practice or qualifying or anything like that. This is a way to get people to watch on Saturday as well. So you, you know they'll tune in. The way the way I see it is this this double header will get people that maybe only watch Sunday to watch. Saturday and Sunday and the people that maybe only watch Saturday and Sunday to watch Friday, Saturday, Sunday. That's big brain. That is big brain time That's right there. Brain thinking. <laughs> yeah, that is. Well done. That's brilliant. But I've yeah, cracked I, it. you have, are you taking over from Stefano Domenicali? <laughs> <laughs> I think, yeah, Tommy's hit the nail on the head there really. I hadn't even probably considered that kind of thing because like you say, we are such armchair experts and we'll sit and we'll critique and watch every single session and do all of that but yeah in terms of the casual fan then 
yeah get more people watching on the Saturday I guess but I think one thing to consider is that although the fans weren't consulted and that's not a rare thing or like it's not common to have F1 ask the fans in a survey do you want this yes or no they'll make their own decisions but all of the 10 teams unanimously agreed on this so obviously there is something there that they all think this is a a good thing to Money. try and yeah dollar dollar <laughs> bills but um well, let's not forget they have been paid extra to do this right they, they've been yeah one to do yeah these, yeah these but i mean they've all they've they all had agreed to it first before apparently the, the talks about them getting extra money and stuff. i'm sure they knew moolah was on the table yeah, yeah. i mean they're not going to do it for free are they no they want to smash no. up their cars in a pointless qualifying session really do they for a race but yeah true but money, but money is the answer. Yeah, but money, yeah, exactly. It's, it's, and, and the fact is, we could have three of the most boring sprint qualifying races ever, and the whole format is dull. But if that if that viewing number goes up, oh, we're we're gonna see it. You know, it will be a thing that happens again and again and again. Uh, and I think that... even if it is a really dull thing, we've got to remember, like you mentioned it at the start, you can't judge something by one race. Imola last year was oh it's really boring you can't overtake and now everyone loves it because he had one wet race so you know what I mean the the first sprint qualifying could be an absolute banger and then everyone thinks it's the best idea in the world or it could be absolutely terrible and everyone will say this is stupid it's almost like just what one thing could make or break it but in terms of like yeah you're right the racing almost doesn't matter it's how many eyeballs start watching it yeah definitely uh, it's it's an interesting one, and I think opinions will change. And I'm sure if there is a banger in the first race, I'll be the first to go. Okay, fair enough. Like <laughs> this is decent um, because yeah, you just don't know. And I'd love to see. Uh, I don't know if there's a question about tweaking it and things like that. But of course, Tommy, you are a massive fan of reverse grids and things like that, and and you know, a bit artificial. Some some will argue, but I feel like obviously that qualifying session should be for Sunday's race. So the Friday could be for sunday's race and it's a bit like formula two in a sense and that for saturday that same qualifying result the top eight will be reversed so eighth would start on pole so people would still be incentivized to drive quickly in qualifying and obviously ninth downwards would just be where they start and then you get more points in those sprint races and then or something like that i don't know maybe rather than having the emphasis on qualifying have a sprint race why does it have to be qualifying for the race you know what i mean yeah yeah, and then it puts more emphasis the, the on the Friday thing. qualifying as well. Yeah, that's the main thing, isn't it? That people are kind of like, you're having a whole race with uh, not that many points. Um, and for for what? To decide a grid. Can we, can we start for what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> for what? <laughs> oh, that just reminds me of Tommy's joke every single time yeah. on Twitter. Okay. Tommy, can okay. you remember it? No? It's about, oh, um, the light bulb. Light bulb, yeah. Can oh, you remember God. it, Tommy? No, not not to tell it well. Basically, Kimi Raikkonen changing a light bulb and oh, Minty. what? Yeah, what kind of Minton asks? Uh, like, we need what, what Minton. That's Tomo's dog. Sorry, Minton. <laughs> 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 yeah, see, I told you I couldn't tell it. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> moving on, moving on. <laughs> um, uh, underscore F one W O N says not not the actual F one account. Why not put? Friday P1, P2, Saturday Q and sprint race and Sunday race. At least then the park fermé will be more meaningful. P1 teams can do quali sims. P2 can do race sims. And I guess it comes maybe back to what you were saying, Tommy, in the sense of they're trying to drive more viewing figures over the course of a whole weekend. So Friday 
but people are going to be at work. That's the great, like, that's the big thing here is that a lot of people are going to be at work. Not everyone has the luxury like us to go, oh, we'll pop on F1 because that's work. You know, a lot of people will be busy and especially when you know the world gets back to normal, you'd imagine more and more people will be out. So it's interesting that they've decided to go with quality on Friday and then obviously Saturday's FP2. And I don't know, it, do you reckon it's down to that, Tommy? Just a mixture and, and just trying to get a, a, a more broader viewing range? Yeah, you got to think for the... For the fans, well, well, we know as well. Um, yeah, one is getting people to watch it because, you know, I'm I love Formula One, and you know how much I hate—not hate practice, but I tolerate it. I have it on in the background. Um, I just I imagine you having it ongoing. I don't, I don't hate it. I just have it on the background. It's kind of like white know, noise. When, <laughs> yeah, yeah. When the when the first race is on, you've not seen F1 cars for a while. It's great, or a new track, or whatever. But in terms of like. The main part of it couldn't really care less a lot of the time. Um, so the fact that, yeah, this this would just mean that this one that underscore F1 has suggested would mean that Friday would still be like pointless, like meaning almost like meaningless because like the practice sessions don't determine anything, whereas qualifying determines the grid for sprint qualifying. So at least like something's happening on the Friday. Um so that so that makes sense from that point of view that yeah like perhaps more people ticket are sales it. and as ticket well. sales yeah. as well like it encourages you to go to those sessions because however much we love it and obviously being from the UK Silverstone's absolutely packed out on a Friday but the reality is you go to certain other tracks and it's completely dead on a Friday or people leave um, you know however much we bang on about f2 you go to a formula one race and everyone leave everyone leaves for the f2 like half half the fans go in a lot of tracks you go to because they just don't have the care for it whereas if you're putting like a big grandstand thing on each day it encourages fans to go and people to watch it but i wonder i wonder if it's also justification to put ticket prices up as well for that friday because friday is of course the cheapest day that's why it's usually jam-packed to the likes of silverstones because you know you drop a well less than 100 quid and you're, you're in aren't you, you get so to watch formula one for three hours or however long yeah and, and that's the most running it's friday isn't it that's the most time you see formula one cars going round um mm. because you know saturday's an hour qualifying and a practice another hour and then well, actually, you know, to be fair, Friday's been cut back now, hasn't it? So, so technically not, but um, but it used to be at least. So maybe this, maybe, oh, maybe it's about that, money. So. Surely not. Yeah, <laughs> well, I say maybe it's definitely uh, about that. But I hope I hope Fridays stay the cheapest day because a lot of people can't afford to go an entire race weekend, and Friday is that day that they see the most. Well, used to see the most running. Yeah, yeah, we'll have to wait and see. But I think they've definitely done it so that they can sell more tickets because if you had the option to go Saturday and see qualifying in the morning and then sprint qualifying in the afternoon and then a race on Sunday, then you're probably just going to buy a two-day ticket pass rather than just sit in a grandstand to watch cars do practice on a Friday. So I think it's been done for that reason. But um, thinking about like practice, I mean, we're only going to get one practice session before we go into quali, which is going to make that Tommy's <laughs> super hyped for that. Oh, I love it. You're always so excited. <laughs> which I mean, we saw a little bit of last year um, at Imola because they practiced the two day 
uh, weekend. I think it happened in Nürburgring, but that was more due to weather conditions rather than F1 actually saying we want to trial this. Um, and from memory, I don't think, in fact, I have the Imola qualifying results up earlier. Lewis Hamilton and Valtteri Bottas were still sat on the front row. So obviously having that one practice session didn't shake up the grid too much. But I mean, right now, I'm, now it might now, closer, yeah. It's closer, yeah. Yeah, less data and all that <laughs> kind of stuff. So could be could be a good thing. It, but, is, it is funny that they're bringing this in after arguably one of the greatest qualifying sessions I've probably seen in the last 10 years. <laughs> so true. It just, they just can't, I mean, we, we have to take it as a, you know, a bit of a coincidence rather than qualifying. Yeah, exactly. It was going to happen anyway, wasn't it? But... Yeah. But, you know, it's the, it's the beauty of the cars being closer. We're going to get hopefully more crazy qualifying like that, especially yeah. with the weather and whatnot. So fingers crossed this weekend, Portimao. Mm. Um, another question, Lindsay Van Design. How am I supposed to see actual quality Friday afternoon? I'm still at work, FFS. I mean, we've kind of <laughs> covered that. Um, That's the biggest criticism, isn't it? I think for pe- the biggest people criticism. There. I think people will try their very hardest to still watch it and, you know, record it or whatever. Um, I'm sure that is the, the big negative for Formula One as well. You know, they want people to see qualifying, of course, and they might see that numbers, if you compare to Saturday qualifying to Friday qualifying, I'm sure the numbers will drop quite a lot. But I guess if they look at it from a three-day perspective, is there more people watching? That's that's what they're going to they're gonna basically judge it on. Uh, another question, Madeline Orom. As much as I don't think this format would change much, but do you think that they should do a reverse grid like F2? And do you think this is a step towards that? There you go. So that was pretty much what I said potentially or something around that. I, uh, do you think they would do reverse grids? I personally would have liked for them to do it. I feel like the teams have too much of a say. Yeah, so do I. One to allow reverse grids. Like Mercedes, obviously, because wasn't it was spoken about, wasn't it? Reverse grids. And then Mercedes <laughs> yeah. were like, Mercedes, nah. Mercedes, do you want to start last? Mm, no. <laughs> for the good of the sport. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, I personally would have loved to have seen reverse grids, see how it worked. But then it does get tricky with many things. Teams agreeing, fairness, points, whatever. Money. But then it would, yeah. But it, but it would encourage teams to, you know, build cars for races rather than qualifying because they know that no one can overtake and it doesn't matter. So, um, yeah, my... While I, while I said I am super excited for this and like looking forward to it, um, I would have been ten times more excited if it was a, a reverse grid because I think that would have just been a really crazy element. But then I guess you get into the whole thing where it's you know if a reverse grid, uh, if they do a reverse grid on a track like Monza where it's difficult to overtake, and then whoever, whether it's Verstappen or Hamilton, end up losing the championship by like three points or whatever. Well, I'm sure you won't the field. too much if uh, Verstappen's the one that gains from it, will you? <laughs> well, to be honest, I did think about this, that that the, the rumour, because uh, it's still not official, is it, what tracks they do, but the rumour is Silverstone, Monza, Interlagos, I believe. I think so they're so. like heavily rumoured for it to be. And if you think that a track... Um, Red Bull have not been great around Monza ever, really. Um, it's almost like their bogey track. It's quite a odd track um, compared to a lot of others. You know that it's so that was quick. due to the power, though, wasn't it? That like they lacked power. Yeah, um, but I guess they got... just run so much downforce anyway. And it, I don't, I don't. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see how it goes this year. Now they're more competitive, but it has been one of their 
bogey tracks and you've got to think like they're offering extra points and you know mercedes walk it verstappen has a difficult race maybe even breaks down in the session and then has to start the main race last and then hamilton wins the title by five points people would be a bit like oh god's sake <laughs> I, I don't know so, but that's part if, of formula we, one if we get yeah if we get hamilton winning the title by five points i'll take that because yeah. we've had oh, that. yeah 100 yeah, yeah. yeah but i think my, my yeah but while i complain about that i do i do think like part of it is just they're the rules deal with it it's going back to like you say with the with the teams and they have too much power um you know you can you can argue for and against almost anything in formula one like this person didn't deserve this title or this person shouldn't have won the race like you know gasly was unbelievably lucky and to win the monza race because it worked for him but he did an incredible job to win the race and we're not going to take that away from him so you just you you just got to do what you got to do i guess don't know why i said it like way. no <laughs> i love it yeah it's great uh reverse grids like you say i think would have been brilliant because it's something different it's something new and we're seeing so much f1 being in an area where mercedes what were the dominant team and it would be nice to have some of that middle field because it's so competitive up at the front fighting for these sprint qualifying victories um but yeah my my fear is that it's just going to become the handbot ver show again and it's just going to be like i think i said in a previous podcast almost like follow the leader i can't see cars um risking too much i mean you're not going to risk a huge crash or whatever or a, a dangerous overtake for one championship point if you then write off your car and your mechanics have to stay up all night trying to fix it for the race the next day where you know the points are actually bigger and matter more so we'll we'll have to wait and see i could be completely wrong and they might be absolutely feral and try and get those you know one two or three feral. points or whatever <laughs> but feral, um <laughs> but we'll we'll have to wait and see but my my fear is that it will just be like Three points for Hamilton or Verstappen, you know, and then the rest goes to Bottas or the others. So yeah, uh, that's that's one of my main fears uh, is that it's it will be a procession in some ways because you're not going to risk a dive bomb to start fourth rather than fifth or ninth rather than tenth because mm-hmm. if you crash, you're starting at the back of the field for Sunday's race. So unless there's more points on offer, i.e., ten, eight, six, four, three, two, one, that there isn't really much point in racing if you're in the midfield because and you know and even even if you're third second or first one point difference is like going for fastest lap sometimes they don't go for it sometimes they do it depends if they fancy risking it and there's more to lose of course because if you do bin it you're starting at the back so if you're a Verstappen or a Hamilton or a Bottas I, th- I think you're risking it well not risking it but thinking okay maybe lap one is a great opportunity to to get in front but after that you know there's no pit stops there's no strategy it's all going to be done on unless there's obviously rain it's all going to be done on the track. So I feel like there needs to be more on offer in sprint qualifying, sprint racing, whatever, uh, in order for there to be more incentive to actually race hard, uh, in my opinion. So that's my one, yeah, that's one of my big sort of, yeah, kind of, mm. I suppose. Yeah. yeah. That's kind of the next question. It, uh, just no, led I on keep, beautifully. I keep smashing it uh, with just basically <laughs> ruining people's questions. This is Ollie Love. Why points are awarded? Why are points only awarded for the top three finishers? Wouldn't it be better if there'd be points for one to twenty racing for each position? You know, I, well, I th- yeah, I think there should be more points available. I don't think there should be a point for every single place because 
that would mean 20 for first and then you get 25 for a victory unless you change the points for the yeah, you'd have to change the race as well the next race. and then it gets crazy numbers doesn't it so yeah i feel like 10 8 6 4 3 2 1 look f1 if you want to take that idea fine do it i know you listen to this podcast avidly mm-hmm. uh, so that that's my opinion <laughs> Yeah, that that is the biggest worry for this race is why why would you risk a move in a, in a normal race? You say it's I don't know. Gasly is fighting Charles Leclerc for seventh place, and Gasly goes for the move because in, in a normal race where he thinks you know I'm going to get more points here, we're fighting for them in the constructors' title. Fine, go for it. If if I crash. Oh well, but you know, not not ideal. <laughs> yeah. But there, there is more reward for doing it in a uh, in in this sprint qualifying. Exactly the same scenario. Gasly's racing Charles Leclerc for that position. He goes, well, I'm not getting a point if I screw up. The, like like all I'm overtaking here is a one grid slot, which I might even be able to just overtake him at the start tomorrow anyway off the line. Um, and then you're going to be. Yeah, if he writes off his car, then he's not only has to, like you say, repair, like the team have to repair that car, he's starting last because he's qualified last by binning it and finishing last. So um, that is the big concern. But then, which is why I feel like they have put this points for the top three, but then Formula One is so uncompetitive these days that it's not That's two really, teams. That's two yeah. teams. Yeah, it's two teams fighting for those positions and you know if, if if the season's anything to go by it's one driver getting the one point in third because of how it seems like max and lewis have just seen miles ahead of everyone so um yeah that that is that is my big concern why why they've gone for this whereas reverse grids would have would have been like you know the drivers want to come through the field because they can start the race in a better place and there's more incentive to race in that sprint qualifying um and while people say it's artificial i still think there is something in the fact that qualifying the reason formula one can be uh like too predictable is that you're putting the fastest people at the front and the slowest at the back so of course that's the order it's going to finish at um so if you reversed it there, there's some kind of incentive there um, and you can argue if it's a reverse grid, they wouldn't even need those three points because the fight is to get as far through the field as you possibly want. And then you've got a banger of a race on Sunday as well because Lewis might have only got to seventh, so he's starting seventh, so there's still more overtaking to be had the next day. So, yeah. But they never say yes to that, so it's just no, they, Well, they just won't. <laughs> they just won't, will they? Unless they go back to the whole, like old school FIA where they're like, these are the rules, I don't care, screw you. <laughs> and then we have a Super League. No, 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 please no. <laughs> no it's, um, I think I'm going to probably just echo what you guys have already said and what I've said earlier in the podcast. But um, yeah, I think the, the points aren't enough to risk the moves and things like that. And like Tommy said, you know, you could be fighting for seventh on, on the track in the sprint qualifying, but then you might be, somebody who starts better than you know Pierre Gasly might start better than Charles Leclerc anyway and he'll just take him at the line and it'll be done sorted so I think 
it's a it's a weird one but I won't keep going on because otherwise I'm just gonna waffle on at points I've already made <laughs> lovely um I've actually just worked out that's the top seven that I was saying so 10 8 6 5 4 3 2 1 it's a top eight there you go boom I think that's uh, that's the dream old school points exactly mm. um a final question and we've kind of already addressed it because we just love to just address everything daniel moresca underscore will sunday races feel less important or saturday races more i've already said my opinion i feel sunday races will feel slightly less important but i'll still tune in and i'm still open to see how it goes and maybe i'm going to be proved wrong uh tommy what's your thoughts i don't uh, i think because ultimately the grand prix is still the the whole like thing and the, you know you get the the major points there and that's that's the real win um i still think yeah it was it was it would be very strange i think the first time we watch it it will feel like we've already had the race and you're like oh there's a race tomorrow that's going to be very strange um i guess my only crit my like i say i am looking forward to it despite <laughs> complaining a lot during this podcast about the format and stuff um because i do think it is worth worth a go but I guess my other my other kind of worry uh, with this kind of format is: can you imagine if we have another Monza twenty twenty or you know Lando wins the race, but it's the sprint race, so it doesn't really count. <laughs> yeah, so you know, Lando Lando mm -hmm. win? No, no, it's pole, isn't it? Yeah, I guess it's pole, I, don't, yeah. I don't actually know if it's pole. Like, yeah, but when then what's pole? Pole? Yeah, what's because then Friday's pole? Yeah, it's Friday yeah. pole. I, think I haven't they count actually. It as a win, I think they do. Let me double check while you go on your point. Oh yeah, go for, go for that. But yeah, my yeah, I've not actually read into whether say say you have this unbelievable banger of a sprint race and Lando Norris somehow wins or or some you know midfield driver and they win the race. You kind of want the celebrations, the champagne that count to a win, and then you've got this realization of like, well done, you've got three points and you're starting on pole tomorrow. Not. Yeah, will there be a on the Formula One Grand Prix? So, so I have yeah, the answer. Okay, so this is from F1.com. So points will be awarded to the top three finishers. Um, there won't be a podium ceremony, as that will honour the like the privilege for the top three in the race. But the winner will get a trophy in Park Ferme, presented in a similar manner to the tie the pole sitter receives for F1's award. Pirelli okay. thing. Just... But it doesn't count as pole. <laughs> so there'll be a new... <laughs> but it doesn't count as pole by the sound of it, because they're saying they will get a trophy, not the pole position award so it doesn't count as anything which makes it sound like there'll be almost like a new stat in formula one where you get a sprint race win sprint trophy win. sprint sorry sprint qualifying <laughs> trophy um and then i guess for the the stat the statisticians it's like where do you put that is it a win is it a pole is it neither very strange well, that's going to be something that will be answered, I'm sure, at some point <laughs> in the future. It uh, almost wouldn't put it past uh, like F1 that have gone. Oh yeah, what is it? Is it a win or a pole? Probably, yeah. Like the the people that do the graphics and stuff. Like, what do I write on this? Like, God, I, is yeah, Lando that... Norris Silverstone Sprint Qualifying Winner Slash Pole Wall. <laughs> well there you go uh, lots of questions to be answered uh, over the course of this season and when we finally do get the sprint uh, sprint qualifying underway which looks to be silverstone which will be interesting especially if we manage to go there and we're allowed to go there and we're going to see a completely different f1 format which We'll see. We'll see how it goes. You know, we've we've made our judgments, and I'm sure people are getting absolutely 
um, fuming, but being fuming. They're fuming uh, <laughs> by the fact that we've uh, we've made some okay, we've made some assumptions. But uh, look, we're allowed to give our opinions because uh, some people are like you just don't like change, and you know that technically is true. I think everybody doesn't like change, especially to something they enjoy. But at the same time, we've given our thoughts and predictions. We will probably change our opinions if uh, if they are if they are bangers. Tommy's definitely come across as the most negative in this entire podcast, <laughs> and yet he's the one <laughs> that started it saying he's really really looking forward to it. So that'll be interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, how that goes but we are excited thank you formula one for at least trying something mm. you know they try you know they tried uh, elimination qualifying how did that go well to be fair they didn't try that they they announced it didn't they and then it was horrendous at least this time they're quite open with the fact that they're trying it they'll see what the feedback's like they'll see what the viewing numbers is like and then go from there tommy final thoughts let's <laughs> give it a try despite me yeah complaining the entire time that it is um I guess the current qualifying system is one of those things where people now love it. But when it was introduced, you know, imagine Twitter in 2006 when it was when it was like, oh, knockout qualifying. Everyone's like, oh, this sounds a bit of a gimmick. Oh, they've got to do this. They've got to they've got to go through on these tires. And there's a knockout format. It sounds very NASCAR. Um, but now we, well, most people seem to love it. And uh, now now it's like the thing that we've all grown up with and unknown um we like it so let's just see how it goes i, I reckon you know if we get we will we will not be complaining if we get an absolute banger of a race and then we end up with a, a really good next race because maybe this is the way that we actually get to mix up the qualifying order because at the end of the day the racing is more unpredictable than the qualifying so maybe this is how we get different qualifying orders without being a reverse grid incredible final thoughts there tommy probably the yeah. most uh, eloquent you've ever done <laughs> katie uh, i think it's important to reserve final judgment until we've seen all three sprint qualifying so probably november or whenever that will be oh you best believe i'm asking for your judgment after the first one uh, okay. oh, and we will be on a podcast complaining or holding it <laughs> yeah <laughs> doing a watch along or something but um i'm just happy that stefano dominicali has come into f1 and he's not afraid to ruffle a few feathers and change some stuff that's good i think better to have somebody new come into the sport as a president and ceo awesome stuff thank you katie thank you tommy my final thoughts are yes looking forward to it i, I think it's, it's nice to have a bit of change of course, we all love the current format. We think it's a pretty good format for qualifying and the and the race. Of course, Tommy wants to get rid of practice altogether and never hear the word practice ever again. But apart from that, you know, Formula One's in a good state. Let's try something new. If it doesn't work, I'm sure they'll revert it. Let's go for it. Uh, let's just hope that the Formula One Championship, if we don't like it, is decided uh, among sort of nine points because then that would uh, that would cause all sorts of discussions, I'm sure. But there we go. Thank you so much for watching and listening to this uh, WTF1 podcast. If you are listening, give us a five stars or a thumbs up or whatever the hell you have to give us positive feedback you know we deserve it thumbs up from katie thumbs up from you as well uh and uh, yeah hashtag w21 podcast if you want to get involved next time for any discussions questions get involved uh with uh with the sheet that uh that i beloved belovingly read out during this podcast and uh that's it thank you so much for watching and listening take care enjoy portamao and we'll see you next week for another wtf1 podcast goodbye bye bye